buckle in. Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. Your official official. How are you? Welcome to your Life's Work podcast. Man, I hope you all. Greetings to everyone around the country, the globe, and the cosmos tuning into the big show. Uh, the last two shows, we did uh, the new Sex Talk Part Uno and the new Sex Talk Part Dos. If you're one of my wonderful Spanish or Mexican friends, you understand what I just said. And uh, we got a lot of great feedback, a lot of great feedback. You know, I heard from a couple parents out there, a lot of parents actually, and uh, it was it was an overwhelming yes. We need to start young. So uh, listen to those two podcasts if you haven't had a chance yet. I had uh, one uh, person write in and said, "Yeah, I listened to it with my ten year old. I wasn't I wasn't planning on listening to necessarily that episode about sex and all things sex with my ten year old, but that's what happened in the car, and then a conversation had to had to come out of it. So so yay, that's fantastic. Talk about sex, please." Talk about sex at the dinner table, man. Talk about sex uh, everywhere. Help people into the idea of healthy uh, ideas and healthy physicality, healthy mindfulness, healthy spiritualness um, when it comes down to sex, um, because that's awesome. And the divine will be proud of you. Uh, today in the big show, I'm talking about television news. So I'm going to talk about my thoughts about television news. Uh, for you know, for those of you who don't know me, I spent uh, years and years and years and years in the television news business, and I want to talk about the state of television news right now. I'm gonna. There's just a few things I just want to check out in the world that I've been noticing uh, over the course of my time, and I think valuable uh, understandings about a business that, um, frankly in some ways, is uh, up a creek without a paddle in, in, a, in, a, in a lot of ways. And it takes a lot of balls to be able to kind of turn things around newsroom to newsroom, organization to organization, particularly when huge, massive companies are buying up television stations and the person in Seattle needs to look like the person in Cincinnati corporately. And uh, it's a big pain in the ass. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, before I get to that, um, I got a new workshop, January 20th here in Southern California. January 20th is a Saturday in Southern California. It's 8 a.m. or it's 8.30 to 12.30 uh, on a Saturday, January 20th. I call it break, break one. Um, and then, you know, it's basically we're starting with what we call break workshops. Uh, break one is a half day workshop and it's designed to help you move forward. It's a 20 person limit on it. It's men and women get in, get in now, go to jrman.com, uh, hit it. It's all about moving you forward. It's all about moving forward, whether you're chasing a dream and you just are stuck on a few things that you can't get there, whether you're challenged by some kind of relationship or you're shaking an addiction, uh, come hang out with us, 20 people. Um, I'm going to do my thing. Uh, there's going to be a lot of talking. There's going to be a lot of group talking. Um, you know, so I jokingly, as we were talking about getting this, uh, getting this off the ground, it's like, yo, it's not for the faint of heart. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, you're going to be in a group setting and you're going to be challenged to really put stuff out on the table and start getting over it and move forward. And hopefully by the end of the afternoon, the early afternoon anyway, uh, you can get in your car and have uh, some some good guiding and clear points 
to shoot for and goals to really understand. So break one, go to jrman.com, hit the workshop button. You're looking for break one. Get this, ready? It's 30 freaking bucks. That's all it is. It's 30 bucks. Uh, hang out with me. And we're at a place, by the way. You, you would not believe this place we're at. It's called Groves Farms Retreat Center. It's tucked up in the hills, the the hills of uh, North County, San Diego. Freaking gorgeous. The views are unbelievable. On the properties, so there's, there's horses. There's a pig that wanders around. There's an actual pig that wanders around. So come hang with me uh, if you're in Southern California, L.A., uh, if you're in San Diego, it should be an easy shot to get there in the morning. If you're anywhere else, uh, fly in, uh, and we'll uh, and we can make some recommendations on where to stay. Um, but that's that. Break one, jrman.com. It's thirty bucks. It's thirty bucks. Thirty bucks change your life. What? What? Thirty bucks change your life? No, it's not this weird funnel marketing bullshit. That's you know I'm gonna take you know thirty bucks over the course of your lifetime a month. No, it's thirty bucks. It's 30 bucks. It's a group setting. It's us challenging you and getting over and getting forward and getting on top of and really starting to understand what is not moving you forward. Um, for me, it's like an easy kind of a thing, right? It, it, and, and this is what I mean. I, I think a lot of times we're not simply challenged in community enough, regardless of what community it is. I don't care if it's church or work or the Lions Club. VFW, I, I really don't, I don't, I don't care. We don't challenge one another appropriately anymore uh, on moving ourselves forward. And we live in a day and an age, man. It's like, now I'm going to start like Gary, I'm going to sound like Gary V a little bit, but we live in a day and an age where it's like anything is, it's all the oxen free. You dream it. You can get out there and really show people it. So listen, come to break one. I'm done selling television news. What? So I worked for, so for those of you who don't know my background, like I worked in television news for almost 30 years. So I started as a young kid in a radio station when I was uh, in high school. And uh, what's funny about that was I was a DJ at the time, a DJ at the time, DJ, imagine that. Like, I don't even know if they call themselves DJ. You're an on air talent now. I'm an on air announcer. I'm an on air talent. So I was a DJ and I, you know, I'd spin records for this local television or this radio station. And, um, yeah, I got paid like six bucks, six bucks an hour and I was in high school, but, uh, there was a guy, uh, who also worked there with me who read the news once an hour. And back in the day, this is back in the day, it was like a, a wire service that like came into a printer and it just printed off things and you would literally go rip and read. And that's what they called it back in the day. So you would rip and read. So <laughs> it was great. This guy would come in, he'd sit down a couple minutes before the top of the hour, I'd finish off the record or back time to the, you know, because you, you had to back time. Producers nowadays for the record, either in television stations or radio stations, the computer does it for them for the record. Don't, don't listen to me. Listen to me, you young producers. And I don't care who you are because I know you'll, you'll type me and text me later. None of you know how to back time at the end of the day. It's all the computer. You look at the computer, you put your little crap in the computer, and the computer tells you where it's going to land. Back in the day, you actually had to back time to the top of the hour. So if you had a three-minute record and you only had two minutes left in that hour, you were screwed. You had to figure out what you're going to do. So this guy would come in and he'd read news at the top of the hour, but I always dug that. I always thought that was kind of cool. So I would eventually move my way into television, and I worked for several television stations around the country. I worked for an NBC in Minneapolis. I worked for an NBC in Cleveland. I worked for an ABC in San Diego. I built a television station in San Diego. I worked for for the Fox uh, here in San Diego. Uh, I freelance for everybody and their mother. 
<laughs> and uh, and I have wonderful friends that uh, some of my best damn friends. And if you listen to the podcast, uh, shout out to all of you who still remain in the business. Uh, and uh, and you know who you are. And I love you guys very much. Uh, I also, along the lines, became a hell of a storyteller, uh, and and I'm proud of that, and that's why I say that, non-arrogantly. I'm just super proud of the fact that I was in a generation of storytellers coming up that um, I truly honed my craft and became pretty good at it, and, and I really wanted to, you know what I mean? I really wanted to become a great storyteller, good at it. Like, how do you tell a story, not only visually, but also through the use of sound and editing and shooting and writing? Like, I, it would turn me on for so, for so many years and kept me in the business, and I, I literally fell in love with television news. Television news over the course of maybe the last 10 years and I exited the business, um, I took a couple hiatuses over the course of my time, um, but I exited, well, at least for this season, <laughs> right? Everybody's destined to go back, right? This is, that's the story. I, uh, and, for the, and those of you who are, who are in the business or, or have been in the business understand the joke. Uh, I left in, 20, in, in January 2017. Um, it's October 2017 right now, so I've been out 10 months this time around. I've left twice um, the first time I left, uh, was to start a couple of ministries. And then I went back in the business, uh, 2009 ish, because I, we had adopted three kids and we really needed kind of normalcy. So uh, I found a television station in San Diego that hired me and, and off I went in the business. I was an executive producer. I was a news director and in, in, in a program director at one place. Um, but loved my position as an EP loved executive producing. I loved being in the fire and just above it all at the same time. I loved the management and the movement of television shows. The putting together of an hour of TV was exciting. The, the, the putting crews out into the field and digging up, um, day-to-day stories was just damn exciting and it was fun to be a part of the process and make a million decisions all at once and hope to God that they all worked out. I loved the live television aspect of it. Like if something were to go wrong and you didn't necessarily recover well, what that looked like. I, I just, I loved that. I loved that at any minute of my day, it could explode. I loved that any minute of my day could be boring as hell. I loved that any other minute of my day could be you're meeting the president. So, I mean, I really did. I love that. I can remember working in the Minneapolis uh, NBC CARE 11. Um, hats off to everybody uh, who works at CARE, who was an alumni of CARE. Love you all very much. Um, and I can remember, you know, starting off the day like shooting a house fire. And then by the end of the day, literally, I'm jumping on a plane and following a story uh, in another state that, um, that had some tie in with Minneapolis. So I love that movement. And as a manager of television stations, uh, I love that movement as well. And like any business, it can be a huge pain in the ass. And like with any business, um, it, it just has its drawbacks and its love. But with that, this business in particular is a business that directly affects everybody and their mother, particularly today, 2017, when we can get news of a variety of subjugation 24-7. Um, and so, you know, the first point, so, you know, I really rattled off some points before I, you know, did this podcast because I really want to do this because there are people out there that, that study this stuff. 
the Pointer Institute in Florida, a guy named Al Tompkins. Al Tompkins sits around, man, and he just stares and watches and listens and discerns and teaches and understands everything that journalism and journalistic situational situations are and can be and will be and are not. And he challenges the hell out of everybody. And if you are a young journalist um, and you are emerging into this business, you need to know about the Pointer Institute and what their work has been, been doing over the course of many, many, many years. I'm not going to be today uh, innocent journalist guy because I'm going to give you a real good framework of just a few things that I think are happening that we just need to understand. Um, for the most part, television news has become a joke. And now when I say that, and I know you good people that are working in this business, you, you don't, we don't want to accept that. You don't want to accept that. You don't want to go, I'm in, a, I'm in an industry that's a joke. But we have to understand at some level, it's almost become a parody. And there's no doubt that in the early 70s, when Saturday Night Live, or the mid-70s, when Saturday Night Live, uh, you know, first got on the air, like, there, there was, you know, Chevy Chase doing the, doing the update and, par- and, and put in an actual parody to our business. And they say that all humor is truth. And we have to, at some level, know that our business has become a joke. And our business has become a joke in several different ways. One is the political nature of what we do every day, the social, uh, the social and the economic uh, issues that, that, that we put out. But we have to know that, like, when you say, if you're a lo- here's how I'll prove this point. And it's not even me proving a point, because I could give a shit about whether or not people think I'm right or wrong at this point. It's just, this is my take. When I, was, when I was working for the Fox here in San Diego, if I was to go anywhere for a dinner and they go, where do you work? Well, I work for the Fox here in San Diego. It's Fox 5. It's Fox, now, Fox 5 in San Diego is not owned and operated by Fox New York. Shepard Smith and all the great people that work at you know, aren't, aren't like my quote-unquote colleagues, you know, my day-to-day people. It's just that you, we got the moniker, we got the branding, uh, and we got content. But... Anybody, you, you could say, yeah, I work at Fox, and immediately everybody understood kind of the branding that Fox News, the national Fox News network uh, has. So immediately the branding was, oh, Jerry works for a conservative network. So, you know, I'm not splitting hairs with anybody when you're out to dinner. Oh, well, no, that's really not necessarily what's happening. I mean, we just get some content and kind of some of the branding, and you choke. But we have to understand that that's it. When you say CNN today, everybody understands. You know, it's not. It's it's it. Everybody understand that there's a leaning one way or another. Fox leaning one way or another. New York Times leaning one way or the other. It's it. We have to get it. We have to MSNBC. Rachel Maddow. Right. And everybody calls themselves a journalist. Don Lemon. I'm a journalist. Um, Tom Brokaw. I'm a journalist. And we have to understand that at some level, society in at large, because of the polarization of the amount of media that sits inside of our faces, our minds, our souls, our ears every single day, has now created division and split and specific branding that everybody cues in on. Now, most people in newsrooms think everybody's stupid. Most people in, new, in television newsrooms, and this, this goes for radio too, uh, think that the viewer is dumb. I have literally been in editorial meetings where it's like, well, the average viewer is like you're talking to a seventh grader, and it's just 
bullshit. We have to understand that. And I would tell my staff all the time, like, if I hear you talking like that, you don't need to be on my team. Um, And we need to treat our audience with a level of respect. Now, going back to my point about anyone's fair branding and everybody's promotion of word journalists, um, we need to stop proving to the world that somehow we're still journalistically innocent. We need to stop that. And we need to understand that there is a, a, a collective societal think that says, I'm kind of squinting when I look at you. I'm kind of questioning when I look at you. I'm kind of maybe not believing everything you're pumping into my brain. I think we need to accept it. And I think we need to accept the fact that there is parts of the business that have become a joke. We need to accept it. Because in the acceptance, good people, I think we'll find a strength and a new foundation that we can finally start putting down if we truly want to be journalists and truly want to go out and and tell some stories. Because at the end of the day, a journalist tells some stories. That's what it is. At the end of the day, a journalist doesn't pick up a torch and run through the woods hoping that people follow. No, no. A journalist is telling, telling people stories. So I think everybody gets that. Um, I'm just reading my notes. I'm just reading my notes. Now, I, I, I say all that with, with, with just saying that, yes, there are some spaces and outlets out there that I think are doing a pretty damn good job. And again, it's not up to me to give you those. Um, I'd rather you go, you know, find your own business and do it. But yes, there are some outlets out there that I think are doing a, a, a fairly good job at kicking stories back into the world. But I think by and large, television news, man, we need to understand the reflectivity of an audience and what they are saying. And we need to stop this weird, bubbled conversation we are having amongst one another, that television people and journalists are having amongst one another, and really start opening their eyes. Because nobody's right and nobody's wrong. I mean, that's the end of the day. It's a very non-dualistic track, if you will, uh, when we're coming to that. Uh, my next point is broadcast is dead for the most part. Broadcast is dead for the most part. For, so for those of you who don't, you know, kind of get the inside baseball and track of, of broadcast, like broadcast is like the television station you pass in your hometown, right? That building broadcasts over the wonderful airway. It used to be the airwaves. Um, and that little building and how it functions has completely and radically changed. And for the most part, that antenna that shoots up in the air and then spits out uh, all kinds of digital inf- or all kinds of analog or digital information is dead for the most part. Now I know there's some of you who just are like, "Jerry, you're smoking crack. You're wrong." Um, and I will go on to say that yes, television stations will continue to exist in the interim. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that nobody's locking up their doors and people are getting fired. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying how we think about broadcast is dead. How I thought about broadcast when I was a kid is this: like, let's talk about how the business has changed. I'm 50. When I grew up. Broadcast stations, television stations signed off at midnight. At midnight, you'd hit color bars, you'd hit some kind of test pattern, and then snow, fuzz, or bars, or tone. And that would happen until 5 o'clock in the morning, then boom, programming would come back on. It's less than 24 hours now. It's 24 hours a day. But guess what? It's moved off the television in my living room and onto my phone. So broadcast, we have to understand, is dead. I think that's another point we have to accept. 
If we accept it, we are not accepting the fact that television stations are going to burn and, and, and go away. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that media centers will continue because most television stations across the country, particularly television news stations, are making massive switches and runs and moves into the digital space, i.e. web, i.e. phone, i.e. you know micro browser platformy spitting information via text and dm and instagram and facebook and and all the lovely crap that is out there so yes i do think television stations by and large will stay television stations i think we'll probably start calling the media centers at some point um or we'll probably call them television stations because that's what we know um but the business model is going to have to change the business model is going to have to change there's no secret and ask any television salesman out there over the last five years, you know, where the revenue is going and where it has gone and where it's coming from and how people are now doing their own advertising. Think about it. Most small businesses that would advertise on a television station or radio station can literally pick up a phone, get an Instagram and a Facebook account and turn their money into Facebook, turn their money into Instagram and get the same kind of hit, if not, if not more. So that business model needs to change and is changing, and people are trying to figure out the monetization of television right now. If you are working in the business right now and you're a journalist and you want to go tell stories, listen, you, don't be waiting for the corner office to figure your crap out. Don't wait for the corner office. Don't wait for the GM to think about how we're going to turn this thing around when it comes to a monetization for your paycheck or your love of journalism. You need to start looking right now with some serious kind of goggles that say, hey, what are the platforms and where is the monetization of the platform when it comes to me being a journalist or a storyteller? You need to think about that. You need to think about that if this has a longevity for you. Oh, my lordy, lordy, lordy. Got to be digital first. So in 2017, it's got to be digital first. I've been preaching digital first for years and years and years and years and years. And I can remember, and for those of you who do remember and who were with me 10 years ago when I was saying it's got to be digital first, and I'd hold up the phone in the newsroom and go, we got to do this first, we got to do this first, this, 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 that we have to be digital first. You have to understand that we wake up on our phone, we go to bed on our phone, we go to the bathroom with our phone. And don't, nobody, nobody lie, nobody lie. You go and you sit in your bathroom and you scroll through the phone, all right? And you're looking at news. That's what you're doing. You're, you're either checking out what your neighbor's uh, backyard looks like after the weekend project or you're reading CNN or Fox or something like that. So we are on our phones. We are on that platform. We will not move from that platform. Perhaps that platform will change a bit here and a bit there as far as the technology and the and the touchability if it goes, but that's where we are and that's where we need to stay. Stations need to be 24-7. Television stations need to be 24-7. If you're a news director and you're sitting in a corner office right now and you're listening and you're and you're like, what's next? 24-7 is what's next for your local endeavor. What does that mean? It, it, like Facebook. I watch Facebook. I watch television stations across the country put up live pictures of like the helicopter that they ride share with, right? So a lot of television stations and, and individual markets will share a helicopter. So like let's say Fox has a helicopter, most likely – the NBC, the ABC, or the CBS will also share the same pictures. So if there's an accident, a wildfire, uh, you know, a missing kid, uh, 
uh, any kind of situation, shenanigans happening, and that helicopter is sitting over it when they're not in programming, or even when they are in programming, boom, they take that, they stick that up on Facebook, and they just let it roll. Particularly here in Southern California when there's a chase, man, every station goes all in, puts that live on Facebook, and goes. That's where you're moving, and that's where you need to be. If your Facebook feed doesn't have video to it, live video to it, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And you can't go, oh, I'm trying to be a journalist, and we're, we're, vet, we're vetting the big story at five. Let your, somebody else vet the, the big story at five. If your Facebook feed doesn't have live video cranking out of it right now because most of you newsrooms have CNN piping in right now, CNN for everybody who doesn't know, has contracts where they'll feed you all kinds of video from all over the world at any given time during the day. So I'm just saying, we're thinking about 24-7. If your newsroom right now has not got a digital camera with a mic and lights and a dedicated or a few dedicated reporters to be sitting in front of that camera and to be taking any given news story, at any, whether it's out of market or in market, and filtering it in Facebook, you're smoking crack, and you need to move that way. You need to move that way. Digital first. Digital first. Digital first. A constant cycle, even in the smallest of markets. If you're working in Indiana, who has some of the smallest markets... You need a digital-first camera in your newsroom, or you at least need to be set up for that for for a given resource, video with some with some sound with some with some sound to be piped out on your Facebook, so people are getting what they need. We wake up, we go to bed, we go to the bathroom with our with our phones. Everybody understand that? Yes. Uh, like I said, if you're an if you're a news director and you're not in the twenty four seven, think you're behind. You're behind. So in our business, it's all about competition, right? Oh, I gotta gotta beat the competition. Gotta be first, which is garbage too. For those of you, and I'll just I'll just I'll just sit back real quick. For those of you who think you gotta be first all the time, like I see these I see these promos all the time. Who's gonna be News Thirteen is first? It who cares? Who cares? In the digital age, twenty four seven understanding. My phone is right in front of me. It's not necessarily first anymore, everybody. It's the acquisition of the resource. It's the getting the resource, number one. That's what you want to do. If you're a news director, I would make damn sure that you are setting yourself up for resource, like you, that there's resources coming into your building, whether that's your own live trucks or own mobile technology live resource or satellite resource or just another a web-based thing that can get you resource in, pictures and sound. That's where I would be putting all my eggs. Because you you have to understand that, you know, just, well, let's send the live truck out and we'll hope we get there first. No, man, no, man, no, man. Right now, there's a breaking news story in your market right now and there's somebody there at the phone. So your live truck becomes obsolete, your helicopter becomes obsolete, and the one way to really identify how to do that is how to get the resources in at the breaking news in your pipe, either your Facebook pipe or your website pipe or your broadcast pipe. So this is good stuff and I'm not charging for it. <laughs> I'm not charging for it. Um, here's a couple controversial statements for you. Well, let's do 24-7 think. By the way, your young new hires, your young new hires get everything I just said. They get it. And by the way, they don't understand working in a newsroom. 
Your young new hires get exactly what I said about all the digital stuff, and they have no clue what it means to sit in that newsroom and like type on a computer. You're like, yeah, because they haven't been to the business. No, because news doesn't happen in the damn newsroom anymore. It, 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 it's, it ceased to be in the newsroom many, many, many years ago. Because again, there's somebody standing next to this breaking news story right now in your market with a device that you can literally go live with in a blink, with a, with a touch of a button. So, so think about that. Look out in your newsroom right now, you EPs, you news directors, or anybody with influence in a newsroom, and look at the young people and, and understand that they get it and they don't know what working in a newsroom is. So if your culture in your newsroom is centered around newsroom, sorry about that, I ate something this morning, um, then, then you're, not, you're not shaking it out right now. Boom, 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 boom. And the young people, by the way, don't understand the newsroom be- because they work everywhere. And work for them is is not work. Like how we think about news gathering for the young folks that are emerging in this business, that's not, they don't go, well, we're going to news gather. It's just what they do. It's what they've been doing since high school. Whether it's through Facebook, whether it's through Instagram, whether it's through Snapchat, they have been telling stories since they were teenagers. So the news gathering process is them. It's, it, it is them. And this working in a newsroom stuff is like garbage. Now, I, here's another kind of proof point out on this. Like TMZ, regardless of what you think about TMZ, regardless of what you think, regardless of what you think, they changed our platforms, they changed our story selection, and they changed the way it's delivered. They changed the way it's delivered. We can't deny the success of their platform their editorial process, or their news-gathering process. And for the record, young people. And I'm not saying young people are better. I'm just trying to give you an idea, of a grasp of what's happening out there. My mother, for the record, has an iPhone. You know what I'm saying? And I guarantee you she's reading news on it. Um, here's another controversial statement, and, and HR people will love this. Hire the young for the business. Hire the young for the business. The shifting that's going on in the business, hire the young for that. Ooh, it's HR people. Don't say that. And keep your experienced people to teach the methodologies, the methodologies of journalism. Let me say it again. Hire the young people because you've got a business shift going on right now. You have a real business disruption. There's a ton of great business disruption uh, articles you can read. Uh, The Harvard Review wrote one many, many years ago, which I thought was fascinating. Every business will have a disruption. And if you don't build on that disruption, you're, you're, you're crazy. If you try to beat it down, that's why I say we got to accept at some level the business is a joke in order for us to kind of go, okay, what's, what, what's next? Not, not what the hell are we going to do about that and try to prove people that it's not, but how are we going to, what are we going to do next? So hire the young for the business shifting, hire the young for the business shifting and keep your experience folks for the methodology of, of journalism. And I know no HR person is going to like that. So live with that, but discern it yourself. You need to live on your phone. You need to live on your phone. If you're in the business, whether you're a shooter or whether you're a producer, whether you're an EP, news director, or GM, whether you're even if you're in the sales department, you need to live on your phone. You need to. Un- I can remember many, many years ago somebody talking to me about micro browsers, and my eyes rolled back into my head. I was like, Ugh. they're like, can you get that information on a micro browser? And what they were talking about was the phone as a micro browser, right? So you need to live on your phone because if you don't adapt to that and you're adapting to other tech, if you're adapting to other technologies that's already old, like if you're adapting to technologies that are, that are hanging on your wall, you're screwed. 
If you're adapting to technology that's hanging on your wall, you're screwed. You need to be adapting to the technology that's in your pocket right now. I watch TV in my car, on my phone, on YouTube. I probably shouldn't, but I do. And you're in Southern California, and you don't find something to do in your car, you're screwed too. So that's, that's, that's how it goes. It's cool. Live on your phone. We are already live, so get over live. Get over live. Get over the branding of live. Get over the idea of live shots. Get over that idea. Get into the idea that it, we're already 24-7 and it's already happening on the phone. It's already happened. I watched the car chase on Facebook the other day. The minute the feed went down, it went from 740 people to ready. And this is and I and I and, and I almost tracked it. I almost tracked it. So I'm about right on this. It went from 740 people watching it. Then the minute the feed dropped out, the helicopter had some problems. The minute the feed dropped out, went from 740 to 300 in less than 30 seconds. People understand live. People get it, so we need to get over it. We need to get over it and just give them live. Just give them live. But we don't need to brand it. We don't need to brand this crap. I mean, what, 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 put, put the bug up. Tell everybody it's live. No, we get it. We Everybody gets it. Um, hire the kids who know digital. I said that. Technology is, is your friend. Get nutty. Technology is your friend. Get crazy with it. If, if, your, if your technology is down, your live truck can't work, your, your, your mobile portable live device is down, iPhone iPhone, iPhone's great, I, or any whatever, whatever PC product you have, doesn't matter, however you can get live, I watch crews, I watch crews on Facebook post pictures of themselves sitting in Starbucks, Starbucks has become the new newsroom, coffee shops have become the new newsroom, just like I say, your people don't understand working in newsrooms anymore, so you need to live on your phone and get in the digital world, technology is your friend, get crazy with it, uh, my last point and then I'm done because we're 33 into this thing, Storytelling still wins. Storytelling still wins. At the essence of who you are as a journalist, at the essence of who you are as a broadcaster, at the essence of who you are as somebody who pushes information into the world, you're still telling stories beginning, middle, and end. Get over story count, get over live, and get back to why folks like the platform of television. Now, again, television is open-ended at that point, either on your phone, on your computer, or maybe it's hanging on your wall. But get back to why we like it. We like watching the car chases because there's a certain sense of excitement, but there's a beginning, middle, and end to it, too, because we're going to stay until, we, until they get cuffed and they're on the ground and they get jammed into the thing because there's an, anticipa- there's an anticipation there. Yeah, but is that journalism? Yes, you're telling stories. Stop highbrowing the story. Stop highbrowing and moralizing and politicizing whatever given story you have because storytelling still wins. Storytelling still wins. Get over story count. News directors, executive producers, consultants, if you're walking through newsrooms and you're having these conversations, well, I think you need two more stories in your A block because you don't have 20 yet. Get over yourselves. Let compelling storytelling win the day. Let storytelling win the day. Win the day. All right, digital first. Stay on your phones. Those young people don't understand what it, what it, what it means to work in a newsroom, everybody, because they're editing a Starbucks, and they're doing it right now. 
I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, make a shift, kick all the old people out. That's not what I'm saying. I'm 50. I'm telling you right now, the, the, the newsrooms that I led, the newsroom that I just came from, Fox 5 in San Diego, I, it, was, it was an absolute blessing and joy to be able to look back at the young, and most of my people on my staff were young folks. It was a joy and a blessing to be able to help them into new conscience, understandings, and awareness of journalism and what it meant to make good decisions for the audience, what it made to make good, what it meant to make good decisions based on the stories that we were handed that day or we were about to tell or seek out that day. So listen, I'm not telling you, you know, shift the mindset, all, hire all young people. I'm telling you there's just a real understanding generationally what's going on right now. There's a business disruption. We need to accept it. Get over yourselves a little bit, journalists. All you highbrow journalists over there, get over yourselves just a little bit. Your damn story is not that important. All right? It's not going to kill you. And in some ways, we have to learn and understand that there is a monetization that goes on in the business, and we have to understand that. Does that mean you have to skirt and curt and, and, and shrink down and, and rip apart your, your journalistic integrity? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 100% no. Cheers to all you journalists at the end of the day. Cheers. Raise a glass. Thank you for what you do. I appreciate it. I loved every second that I had in the business. If you're looking for me to help you and your team, turns out I consult a little bit. Uh, JRMan.com, you can find me there, um, and we can hang out with me. Um, it's seriously, if you're a news director, you're an EP, you're emerging into the business, you need advice about the business, how do I make a tape, how do I make a resume, who can I call? I know everybody, so call me. I'll help. I'll hook you up. I'm more than happy to do that. Thank you for all of you guys online, and you know who you are, that when I send a Facebook message out and introduce somebody that that we're helping to get a job. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I really do appreciate you guys very much. And I love you guys very much. And all of you guys in the business, man, everybody I met. Yeah, there's, yeah. Let's face it. There are some jerks. You know what you But uh, I love you. Don't forget, January 20th, break one, a workshop designed to move you forward, designed to get you out of your head and into the world a little bit more so you can uh, really attach yourself to that dream, attach yourself to healthy relationships, or even get rid of that addiction that's just sticky and messy in you. I'm JR Man. I love you guys. JRMan.com for everything else. At JR Man everywhere else. The number's on the website or 619-964-0337. Love you guys very much. Talk to you next week. Uh-huh.